Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Walk and yet can do that, and that's a life-saving technique. So what they're talking about doing in Florida is giving vouchers to anybody who makes less than 200% of the federal poverty line, which is about $60,000 a year for a family of four. Anybody who's under that will get a voucher for free swimming lessons. 913-586-7798. If you taught your kids to swim, gave your kids swim lessons, how important is this? Keeping in mind, Florida is surrounded by water almost. So this would make sense in Florida. But it's a big enough deal, this is a Senate bill that they're looking at, free swim lesson vouchers to kids four years old and under. And I why I, I kind of wonder why it's four years old and not six or eight, or why that's the line that they chose. Yeah, maybe they figure that by that point, you're, you know, you're, you're learning how to swim at camp or something like that. But th- I mean, maybe, how yeah. many adults do we have now that can't swim, that never learned? That's a really good question that I'd like to hear about also. If you don't, if you're an adult and you don't know how to swim, are you afraid of the water? Did you just never learn? Because that's one of the things, it is harder as an adult, we're more afraid of things. Yeah. We, we know to be afraid more than we did as kids. How do you learn then? Where do you, because like the, I learned at the YMCA, I was five or six. I, our cousins had a pool. So okay. yeah, I, I learned real, real early. Honestly, I don't even remember learning, but I remember being in their pool as like a three-year-old. Yeah, my um, same thing. My cousins, my aunt and uncle had a pool and because of that, my mom wanted to make sure I knew how. And yep. I have very clear memories of being at the YMCA. God, that was so scary to me at that age. But I've always known, I mean, I learned and now I'm not amazing, but I can do it. Yeah, and I think that that more than anything else speaks to why Florida is the right place to do this. Because you mentioned the coastline and the fact that there's beaches yeah. everywhere. There's also pools everywhere. I mean, the neighborhood where I spent a lot of time is, you know, a nine-year-old up to like a 14-year-old. It would seem like every house had a pool in the backyard. And when they said, they said 97 kids fatally drowned in 2023. That was up from 82 in 2017. The more they build out, the more those houses have pools in the backyard because you can dig them in. I mean, it's it's easy to do when you're building a house. uh, and You don't have to worry about above ground pools and all the maintenance that goes into them. So what you do have to worry about is the neighbor kid either getting curious or just wandering into your backyard and falling into your pool. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I thought about, too, was the sharks that exist in the water and, like, teaching kids how to avoid that. Yep. Um, It's a fantastic idea. I have no idea how many other states do it. I wonder, then, where all those swimming lessons take place. Other than the why, who else? If if you're suddenly going to have a lot more kids that are going to be eligible now because they can do it for free, 
who is going to be offering all of those swimming lessons. That, and I'm waiting for all those cranks in the villages to start going, I had to pay for my swimming lessons. How come these kids get them for free? Because <laughs> you know it's coming. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's like, yeah, so you had to pay for it so nobody else should get something you didn't get. Uh-huh. It's all, the world revolves around you. Yeah, it's one of those skills that um, I feel like everybody should know how. You never know when you're going to end up in the water. Yeah. Or when someone is going to be in trouble in the water and you could help. You don't need to be an Olympic swimmer, but to just have some basics of it is good. Yeah, one of the things that we did uh, as, you know, I mentioned summer camp for a reason. Uh, I actually went to a YMCA summer camp my first year in Florida, so I would have been 10, somewhere in there. And uh, it was, you know, it was like a sleepover camp thing. And one of the things that you had to do right when we got there, because it was on a lake in uh, Land O'Lakes, Florida, so they they took us out, and you had to tread water for 10 minutes. And if you couldn't do it on the first day, I mean, I had been in pools forever, you know, but, mm-hmm. but there were a lot of kids who hadn't. If you couldn't do it the first day, they worked with you until you could get to the point where you could tread water for 10 minutes. Yeah, um, when I learned to scuba dive, that was the first thing that you have to do. I, it, there were two skills that you had to show that you could do before you, they would even let you go forward. You had to be able to... I don't remember how many laps you had to do in a pool, but you had to keep going. You had to you had to be able to keep moving because there's so much exertion involved in scuba, even though it doesn't seem like it. And you had to be able to tread water for quite a while yep. and then float for a certain amount of time um, if you can't do that. Because if, if you can't do that, you can't do the 28 other skills you <laughs> yeah. have to know. All of the activities. To the, breathe yeah, underwater. Sure. Somebody just asked, is teaching swimming really the role of government? <laughs> I hope that's a joke. I hope you're trolling. <laughs> The government isn't teaching the swimming. The uh-huh. government is paying for the teaching of the swimming. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, those those are the kind of ridiculous arguments that happen when things like this go on because nothing can happen now in the world without some kind of ridiculous, insane argument erupting. How dare government save lives? <laughs> yeah, right. That's not the role of government. Yeah, uh, boy. Yeah, why would why would the government have a vested interest in not having children drown? I can't imagine. Um, let's see. And I have no idea how much it costs. If you've done swimming lessons recently, I have no concept of what that, how much that is. Yeah, they, the, the vouchers aren't for much. Um, no. they, I think they said somewhere in here that it's, it's like between 10 and $40 per lesson or something, 10 and 10 and 60 between $10 and $60 per lesson. That's it. The Miami Dade County, uh, I guess that that's their, whatever, you know, whatever pools the city runs, they offer them for that. We also get a text from somebody who said, I'm from Land Lakes, Florida. Did you turn out the light when you left? <laughs> I, I never thought I'd run into somebody who was actually from there. If you have thoughts on it, 913-586-7798. Still to come, bill being proposed in Kansas. What they want to ask for proof of age to be able to do. Get to that coming up on KMBZ. Bill being proposed in Florida uh, would subsidize pay for swimming lessons for kids ages four and under. Family needs to be 200% of the federal poverty level. Uh, given the amount of water <laughs> that Florida has down there, it would make sense. But we were ta- just talking about where you learn to swim, where your kids learn to swim, and how important it is. Let's go to Overland Park and bring Kia in. Hello, Kia. Hi. What do you remember so, about learning to swim? So... I learned to swim actually in high school. Uh, we had uh, like an Olympic-sized pool at our school, so it was part of your dr- uh, gym class electives that you could choose 
um, to learn how to swim. And then another note on uh, Florida, we go down for the winter, and the riptides have just been horrible over the past year. And I know there was a real tragic story where I believe a whole family drowned. Um, It was like a star football player that went out first. Then like a brother or cousin tried to go out and help them. Um, Then uh, some adults went out from the family and none of them knew how to swim. And he was caught in um, a rip current. So uh, I know there were a lot of tragic stories over the summer, and it was just so hot, it was impossible to stay away from water if you're outside and it's just broiling all the time. Yeah, and, and so, that's and that's something. I mean, you know, the, that sort of swimming, uh, especially in the ocean, where you're going to have those kinds of things happen, it, it, uh, that's a whole different level of not only knowing how to swim, but knowing how to deal with that. So you're right. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of work that needs to be done there. Thanks, Kia. Um, and, you know, I mean, even getting as far as high school and not knowing how to swim, when you're in that environment, can be extremely dangerous. Yeah, my high school didn't have a pool. So my only option was the Y. I'm trying to remember if my last high school did. The only public high school that I went to. And I don't think so. I mean, we had a pretty extensive gym, but I'm pretty sure we didn't have a pool. Yeah, we just were not big enough. Didn't have enough money. Yeah. Not enough interest. So uh, let's see. Karen in North KC joins us next. Hi, Karen. Hey, how are you? Doing well. So I've been teaching swimming lessons for the YMCA here for over 20 years. And it's multifold. So uh, we ha- obviously we have kids, but importantly, I teach kids with autism. And we had a gentleman that started a nonprofit because their third leading cause of death for kids with autism is drowning. No kidding. So, yeah. So he donated... With the foundation, um, I'm going to tell you the truth, $30,000 to teach every kid that we could find with autism. I'm, unfortunately, we have a one-year waiting list. We're doing the best we can to get through the list, but, you know, we are teaching a lot of kids how to swim. What what kind kids of challenges – oh, I'm sorry. If I, if I can interrupt you for just a second. What kind of challenges uh, does, it, uh, does that present when you're trying to teach a kid with autism how to swim versus just some kid? Well, you have the, the language barrier. You have, um, they want to completely immerse themselves in water because they can find where their body is in space. It feels good. It's comforting. And so, you know, if this is in playtime, this is work time. So you got to get over that. Um, sometimes you have a lot of startle reflex. And so you will have uh, difficulty getting their face in the water because their mouth is so open because of the startle. Um, but I'm a retired special ed teacher, so it's not honestly a big deal for me. Okay, yeah. Um, you just have to know how to break it down in small enough steps for them to be successful. It's been That's a very, great. very successful program. That's excellent. It's great to hear. And now what about adults? I mean, when you're, uh, you know, again, a whole different list of challenges, but when you're dealing with adults who don't know how to swim and just were never taught and they come to you at 30 or 35 years old and say, I need to do this now, where do you begin? Or 50, 60, 70. Yeah, exactly. Sure. It's on their bucket list. Um, 
usually it's because they've been farm kids and they've been told, don't you dare go near that water. Um, they have no opportunity from the area in which they came, like Jamie. And then somebody thought it was a brilliant idea to throw them into the pool and you'll learn to swim. And so now we're just definitely afraid of the water. Typically what will happen is their kids are getting better swimmers than they are and they want to go in the deep end and they don't want them to because they're afraid. Or the cruisers are getting popular and I got to learn how to swim. Or it's a bucket list. So we teach a lot of adults how to swim as well. But the nice thing about adults, as you mentioned earlier, if you teach them how to get on their back and save themselves, then they're willing to learn to swim. You have to teach them how to save themselves first so they have control. Once they have control, then they'll swim. I love it. I love that you're doing it. A very cool way to do it. If somebody wants to get in touch, if they're hearing this for the first time, like you said, you've got a wait list for the autistic kids. But how? uh, through what agency do they go to find you? I'm at the North Kansas City YMCA. They just have to contact the Welcome Center. They'll fill out an application. They can be autism or they can be uh, of any type of special needs. Uh, We don't have an age limit on that, but we do want them to be at least four years old. Because if you're in preschool, then you know how to listen to a teacher, sit in a chair, and you understand the role of a teacher. We found if they're too young for one-to-one lessons, that's been difficult. Then you belong more in the parent-child class where we're working with both of you at the same time and how to work with your kids. Now, North, you should know that JIHA has um, a program for safety around water and through the Chiefs. And there, so we're doing a Learn to Swim program with our more of our schools that are on free lunch programs. And that's currently going on in our Ys, not just our Y, but a number of our Ys where we're taking second graders and teaching them how to swim. They're pulling them out of school, busting them to school, and we're teaching them and then sending them back to school. That's going on right now. Excellent. Great. All right. Thanks hey, a lot for the call. Yeah, thank you, Karen. That's it's wonderful resources for a lot of people who are going to be covered by that. Appreciate it. Uh, let's keep going. Jim is next up in Topeka. Hello, Jim. Hey, Jim. Hello there. One of the things I learned how to swim early, I'm one of the people that has a flotation problem. If I lay down and relax, I just settle down to the bottom. I don't float very well. So I learned to swim under the water. So I bought a mask and learned to go the distance and hold my breath a long time. And it came in very handy when the neighbor did a mistake with his tractor and it went into a pond. And it was about 20 foot deep and they sent a record crew out there and the crew and, and nobody could go get the thing. So they got me since I could put on the mask and go down and tie the chain to the tractor. And it was a tractor I knew so I could tie it in the right place, even in the dark. So I had to do a scuba at 12 to retrieve a tractor. And that's here in this dry land of Kansas. So learning how to swim, there's things that you can do and and things that you can save and people that you can help if you learn how. But my good grief, what a great program that had was for those those people with autism. Yeah. Take take care, my friend. Just love hearing about it. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, take care. Thanks, Jim. All right, let's wrap this up with Brandon and KCK. Howdy, Brandon. Hey, how you guys doing? Love your show. Great, thank you. It's all yours. Hey, just wanted to let you know, I, I actually learned to swim for my kindergarten teacher uh, the summer after my kindergarten year, um, she was a great teacher. She had a pool in her backyard and took kindergarten students 
but I, so I knew how to swim since I was in kindergarten. Fast forward about, uh, oh, 30-some years, and I decided I wanted to do a triathlon for the first time. Uh, and I thought, you know, I know how to swim. No, no problem, until I got into the pool and actually tried to swim distance. And uh, come to find out, uh, couldn't really swim all that great. So I stumbled upon a course called Total Immersion Swimming and, um, you know, go through all the drills and everything, and then all of a sudden it just clicked. And I can literally swim for an hour without stopping now. It's a, it was a great program. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. All right. Yeah, excellent. Uh, always looking for more recommendations. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks a lot to everybody for getting in. Um, we're going to take a break. <laughs> we may go in one of many directions coming up. It appears as though there's a news conference happening as we speak with some of the details about the parade on Wednesday. We'll take a break. We may check into some of that coming up here on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We are learning some of the parade details. There is a uh, press conference underway at Union Station. Uh, Mayor Quint Lucas has been speaking. It looks like we're going to hear from KCPD Chief Stacey Graves. Kathy Nelson is there also giving us some details of what we're going to see on Wednesday. Let's uh, tune in. I believe this is Quentin talking now. On Wednesday. Now I turn it over to the CEO of the Kansas City Sports Commission and a bunch of other things. The exceptional, the often imitated, never duplicated, Miss Kathy Nelson. Mayor, I do love working with you. Thank you for that. Um, as the mayor shared, my name is Kathy Nelson. I serve as president and CEO for the Kansas City Sports Commission, and I also serve as president and CEO for Visit KC. And I really do want to acknowledge George and the great staff here at Union Station for all of that you do. So thank you, George, for putting up with us on the multiple big events now that we host here. And Union Station will be closed to the public on Wednesday, February 14th until the celebration rally ends. The Union Station parking garage will be open for those wishing to purchase a parking pass. And you can go to unionstation.org to reserve your spot. And Union Station will reopen following the parade and the rally because we know a lot of you have reservations for dinner at Pierpont's that night. So we want you to be able to get in here and enjoy your dinner and celebrate all the love about Kansas City. So Union Station will reopen after the rally so you can enjoy your Valentine's dinner. And a huge thank you to Kelly O'Neill Wenzel, Kelly O'Neill and her staff at O'Neill Events. You know, we were laughing about this earlier with our, our fire department about everyone's like, great, so now you get to plan a parade. 
hundreds and hundreds of hours go into parade planning. We didn't wake up this morning and ask, well, what should we do? You've seen the street pole banners going up. You've seen the fencing going up. That has been in the works just like every other city that's planning something. So that didn't just start. I can tell you we've had weeks and weeks of meetings. So Kelly, thank you for joining our sports commission team and your team. So each of our parades is a very special experience for Kansas City. And since this one does fall on Valentine's Day, Visit Casey has created a campaign dedicated to highlighting small businesses, including florists, restaurants, chocolatiers, retail, and more. Our theme this week, as the mayor shared, is For the Kingdom from the Heart, Kansas City's Love Story. And it's time to showcase our Kansas City heart to the world and our love story and how we support our community. So all week we will be showcasing Kansas City's businesses through a landing page on our website, through emails, advertising, and a very robust social media plan. Additionally, Visit KC has created a free marketing toolkit that any business can use and be a part of this iconic moment for Kansas City this week. And whether they utilize that for social media, for a cookie design or a t-shirt, small businesses can take advantage of this unique combination of love for the Chiefs, Kingdom, our community, and each other. And you can find all that information out at visitkc.com forward slash kingdom. So for transportation, and we have transportation experts in the room with us today that can answer any questions following our remarks. Wednesday, February 14th, the KC Streetcar Passenger Service will be available, will be available on all streetcar stops except for Union Station. So starting Wednesday morning, riders and parade goers must exit the KC Streetcar at the Crossroads southbound stop, just like we did for the NFL draft. So if you came down for the draft, exact same experience. You can take the streetcar in, get off at 19th and the Crossroads, and then you will walk over. The KC Streetcar Service will start at its regularly scheduled time of 6 a.m. and will operate in a 10 to 12 minute frequency until approximately 10.30 a.m. And at 10.30 a.m., we will then pause service on the streetcar. That streetcar will be suspended then until the end of the Chiefs Kingdom Parade and Rally. That will then resume once the tracks are clear between 20th and Pershing Road. Park and ride shuttles, and thank you so much to our friends at KCATA. We are going to do that again, and they will run from 7 to 10.30 in the morning, and then, and then again from noon until 4. So when you go to your streetcar or your park and ride location, when you're done with the rally, go back to that exact same location to get back on the correct bus to get you back to your park and ride location. The park and ride locations are as follows. Hy-Vee Arena, West Bottoms area, Swoke Park Zoo, Swoke Park and the Zoo, Oak Park Mall, 47th Street Transit Center, and the former Kmart in the Northland at Choteau and Vivian. There will be parking restrictions along and around the parade route, and these restrictions will go into effect at 11 a.m. tomorrow on Tuesday, February 13th, and extend late into the day on Wednesday the 14th. We do plan to reopen our streets as soon as possible so that all of you can enjoy dinner on Wednesday night at all of our downtown great restaurants. All of this information is available as the mayor shared at chiefsparade.com. And please take time to read through that. There is so much great information there. We want you to enjoy this day. We know with the weather we anticipate hopefully larger crowds. And if you do choose to drive, make sure you carpool as best possible. There will be parking available, as I mentioned, at Union Station, at Crown Center. And there are multiple lots and garages all throughout the downtown area. So look into those options. Prepay for your parking and you'll have a great day.
Now I'd welcome, like to welcome Police Chief Stacy Graves to talk about the safety and security protocols for our day on Wednesday. Stacy. Thank you. Congratulations again to the Kansas City Chiefs on their Super Bowl win. No one is more prepared than us. We are going to make sure Kansas City has a safe, fun day. Kansas City, Missouri Police Department will be assisted in keeping the parade route, Union Station, and the surrounding area safe with help from hundreds of our two-state Missouri and Kansas law enforcement agencies, as well as our federal partners, many of whom will be both seen and unseen. The perimeter of the parade will be firmly secured and protected for maximum public safety. We expect those attending to do their part in ensuring a safe environment for all. First, be aware of your surroundings. If you see something, say something. There will be officers probably in everyone's line of sight. Contact an officer or call 911. Do not leave bags unattended. Contact an officer again or call 911 should you see an unattended bag. Any operation, deployment, or monitoring of any aerial machinery, such as a drone, an, uh, any kind of aircraft, or some type of a balloon or, or uh, ultralights, tethered or otherwise, is prohibited, not allowed at any time during the parade. Visitors may be subject to um, prosecution and fines for violations of FAA regulated airspace, but we're not going to do that because we're going to have a good time and everyone's going to be safe. So plan ahead for parking. Prepare for road closures, traffic congestion, walking, and wearing comfortable attire. Make a plan if you become separated from anyone in your party to include your children. Uh, Ensure your children have contact information for their parents or guardians on their person. I know that uh, in years past, we've had some kiddos that have, have um, gotten away from their parents, and some of them had like a note attached to their their um, their wrists around their neck, or even uh, <laughs> we even saw someone who had their name and a phone number written on their hand. Uh, there will be eight child reuni reunification locations along the route that are posted on our website, the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department's website and social media. There will also be three mobile response teams for child reunification. As far as medical tents, uh, the Kansas City Fire Department will be having tents on the east side of the National World War, World War I Museum as well as mobile routes along the, uh, along the parade route. Lastly, the uniform officers keeping everyone safe in Kansas City will be allowed to wear an official KC Chiefs hat during their shift on the parade and out all across Kansas City just to make sure that you you see us and that we see you and that everyone will have a safe and, and happy celebration. All right, that's uh, KCPD Chief Stacy Graves, <clears throat> excuse me, as they are giving details about Wednesday's plan for the parade. If you missed any of that, because that was everybody talked fast. <laughs> it was a lot of information. Uh -huh. uh, it is uh, there are two ways to get to it, but the easiest way is sportkc.org forward slash Chiefs Parade. The map is up there. Everything they just went through is up there. Did Stacey Graves really just say that all the police are going to be able to wear Kansas City Chiefs hats so that they'll stand out from the crowd? Because <laughs> nobody Chief, else is going to be wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Who else would wear a chief's hat to the parade? I mean, yeah, that'll make them extra visible. Uh, it seems like a, to me, a police hat might actually set them <laughs> apart from the crowd. But I mean, I'm just crazy. So what do I know? Again, the biggest thing that everybody has to remember is that the parade starts an hour earlier this year. It's 11, not noon. 
and this is because it's Valentine's Day. Yes. <laughs> and they want restaurants who are mad that this parade is Wednesday, not Tuesday. They want those restaurants to still be busy Wednesday night. We also got a great question in off of the text line while that press conference was going on and did a little poking around. And it was actually really, really easy to find that I figured this was going to be the case. Uh, a lot of people are going to be in offices without TVs and are struggling to find a place that they, they will be able to watch the parade. Well, good news, because our partners over at KNBC Channel 9 have you covered. According to KNBC, uh, in their article about what you should be aware of come parade time it says at the very very bottom we will have the full parade live on kmbc 9 news kmbc.com and streaming on very local and they've got a link to that as well so you're if if you can't watch it if you're like us and you can't watch it any other way then yeah channel lines got you covered so again uh you can find all the details online and the rally they expect to start at about 12 45 so right gonna be a good time I keep thinking tomorrow is Wednesday. I keep oh. thinking today is Tuesday and that all this is happening tomorrow. No, I know. It's, it's no. easy to fall into that. Yeah, but uh, oh, and <laughs> also, Wednesday. you know, for our resident pearl clutchers, yes, there will be beer drunk on uh, on, <laughs> on Wednesday. Just just so you oh. know, you know, forewarned is oh. forearmed. So, oh, oh, <laughs> I mean, you thought last year, last time around was just wait. Yeah, ju- ju- just wait this time. It's coming. Yeah. And again, it's going to be gorgeous. So be ready for that as well. All right, we'll take a break here. We'll wrap. If you have thoughts, 913-586-6798. Back here to wrap the show next on KMBZ. Are we all just ready for a nap collectively as a city? <laughs> is is the adrenaline wearing off? Yep. And are we all just kind of like, okay. Just hitting the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we're uh, I think we're all just kind of at that point. of Again, the image of Patrick Mahomes laying on the, on the field after they won, I think is is all of us at the moment. Yeah, before I went to bed last night, I was like, wow, this is going to be great. We're going to have so much fun tomorrow. We're going to talk through everything that happened. We're going to talk about the weekend. It's going to be so much fun. Ride this high, all the energy. And I got here and I was like, I'm so tired. <laughs> the fun <Exhausted>. is gone. <laughs> yes. Um, Usher, a bit of an update on Usher. So we learned yesterday before, I guess before the Super Bowl, that he and his girlfriend had gotten a marriage license in Las Vegas before the Super Bowl. Yeah. And the rumor, if you believe these things, is that they were going to go get married immediately after the game. It sure looks like that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, New York Post is now reporting, OMG, Usher Mary's girlfriend, Jennifer... Oh, yeah, sure, that's her last name. Smith. Yeah. I'm going to go with Smith. After a wild Super Bowl 2024 halftime show. I mean, why would you get a marriage license in Las Vegas if you weren't planning on getting married in Las Vegas? But immediately after the Super Bowl? I mean, that's a night. Uh, yeah. That's... I'm going to guess that Las Vegas may be the only place in the world, or at least the only place in the United States, where if you wanted to get married at 2.30 in the morning following the Super Bowl, you could do that. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they got an Elvis impersonator to marry them. It wouldn't be Vegas if you didn't, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I, I would been, have to. They've been together a long time. I didn't know anything about this or about them. But, um, yeah, since like 2018, they've got two kids together. Okay. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, really. That, who they, they, last year? Rihanna look, was pregnant last year, right? Yes. Announced her pregnancy right after the Super Bowl. So, yep. okay. They look very happy. They do. They look good together. They're very cute. Um, we have an update. We didn't really talk about this because this ended before we had the chance to talk about it. The guy that was climbing the sphere 
in Las Vegas yeah. last week. Wasn't it some kind of protest for something? Wasn't it abortion? Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I'm anxious to talk more about that. Because climbing the sphere is going to convince people not to get an abortion or something. <laughs> This was Wednesday morning, by the way, last week. Uh, police had gotten multiple calls about a suspicious person seen climbing the exterior of the sphere. Uh, suspect was on the building. There were pictures. We were looking at it. And they coordinated with staff to get him down safely. That caused $100,000 in damage. How? It's, uh, I, my guess is you wouldn't have to do much. For, for something that's that expensive, you wouldn't have to do much to it to cause $100,000 worth of damage. Uh, I don't know what he did, but, yeah, you, uh, do we know what what the projection is on the outside of it? Is, are we talking LED? It's or? like a million tiny little LEDs. It is LED. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So if he kicked out an LED panel, I mean, just that alone, because it's going to be – it's all it all has to be custom built. But you figure if one guy could do it, what's going to happen when it rains? Well, yeah, that's I, I, I just don't understand yeah. enough. Um, uh, uh, Sphere representatives explained to police that staff does not repair the building from the outside because it was designed to be maintained from the inside due to the parts being so delicate. Okay. Apparently that means it's more expensive to fix. Um, investigators said this guy has been arrested several times for climbing other buildings. <laughs> of course he has. And he's never been convicted. And his attorneys will um, get him out of this one as well. Good luck. Yeah, well, they may get him out of it. I mean, they may get him out of criminal charges, but you better yeah. believe that the people who run the sphere are going to be going after him for that hundred grand. Somebody's asking about information on the streaker. Do you know more about the streaker? I, no, you know, I was just about to look and see if anything else had come up. I remember them referring to it during the game, which they usually don't do. I mean, sometimes they'll say somebody's running around on the field and they they never show it. That's an NFL rule because they don't want to encourage more people to do it to try to seek fame. But uh, yeah, I haven't seen any information on identity or charges or anything like that released since the Super Bowl. I'll have to check real quick oh, and see if anything has come up. USA Today, um, Las Vegas police arrested two people. Last night, after they semi-streaked, I'm looking for names. Oh, or dude, anything. just didn't have a shirt on. That's not streaking. Yeah, that's not the same thing. No, that's him just going to the game and running on the field. <laughs> I mean, that means Jason Kelsey was streaking was at, the, say, at the game against Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that's what that is. Yeah, that is not incredibly uh, significant. Tackled so. by security. Um, apparently, there's video of the tackle, which was fairly impressive. So. Yeah, yeah, what makes the know. tackle impressive? Well, uh, they, they said two half-naked streakers get rocked by Super Bowl security. <laughs> I that, and that came Very out of the dramatic. San Francisco gate. Yeah. Uh, now I've seen some. There was an Arizona Diamondbacks game years ago where they did a concert after the game, and during the concert, a man and a woman both ran out of the stands at the same time and were running across the field. And I want to tell you, I'll send you the video. The flying tackle that the security guard made on the woman. I mean, made Ronnie Lott look like, you know, uh, a, a walk in the park by comparison. Huh. Um, and we did mention earlier, but yes, Patrick Mahomes Sr. did go uh -huh. to the game. I just happened to be looking at the TV, and I think I even messaged you and said, was that him hugging Travis Kelsey after the game? I perhaps stand corrected. Nobody knew he was at the game until we happened to see him in postgame coverage. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they kept him off of TV. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, so and they, it's easy to understand why. I was surprised to see him there. I did not expect that that was going to be the case, but uh, he was, in fact, there. So very exciting week for us here. So go, uh, everybody get a nap. Go enjoy. Come down for a little bit. We'll get excited again uh, coming up on Wednesday. Turn this over to Dana and Parks. We'll be back Tuesday here on KMBZ. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.